0: What is up Anchor, today we're going to be talking about working for free and when it pays off. This is being um, inspired by a call-in from a friend of mine who I've known online for a bit and we met recently in person, so let's get to his question and then I'll give my two cents on it and I'd love to hear what you guys think as well.
1: Hey Matt, it's Chris, nice seeing you at the Aperture event last month and meeting you finally. Uh, I have a really interesting question. in addition to working with Mac Ranger, I have found a creative director partner uh, in my life that we've clicked and we've been producing some absolutely incredible content, um, spec work for no money, taking your advice just like you said, and it's getting noticed and it's being seen by some Really big people some monster brands some monster people like I'm shooting um, a music video for one of Sony's emerging artists label uh, called Sony red and That that's happening, but and I'm booking a trip to Los Angeles to do a networking event all, all these crazy things and it's scary It's terrifying, but it's exciting. I turned 21 about a week and a half ago, and I'm so young um, my question is in this scary and transitional period of my life, how can I navigate through it?
0: So Chris, thanks so much for calling in and it was great to meet you at the Aperture event, which we could have spent more time, but those things always get a little bit hectic. Uh, first of all, you are incredibly young. Not to say that you shouldn't be hustling 24-7 like you're already doing, but you do have time to pivot around and figure out what you want to do. And But I have to say that what you've accomplished thus far, not in just accomplishments as far as resume and real, but just kind of like finding yourself and understanding what you want to do and, and exploring the different options out there, you've done quite a bit. And I think perhaps the internet, combined with your personality, has perhaps enabled that. And that's a that's a really good thing. And I think the core question comes down to that in the beginning you have to work a lot for free, for exposure, quote unquote, for networking, just to get experience. And when is when exactly does that pay off? So Let's talk about the working for free thing. I made a YouTube video about that years ago, it wasn't years ago, it was probably like a year ago, maybe a year and a half, something like that. And people flipped out. We talked about Reddit cinematography, calling me an idiot and an asshole and don't know what I'm talking about. And, and the whole world, there's there's a whole half of the world that are like, you should never work for free. And the, the way that I, I look at it is that if you're learning a craft and a trade and a skill and a business and an industry and a market, all these things, there's no way you're getting paid very much, if at all, in the beginning, and I try to look at it like when I was a jazz drummer. When you're first starting out with an instrument, you are terrible at that instrument. Even if you can play a song, no one's paying you to play that song, right? So when, when I look at filmmaking and camera work and lighting in the same light, I think it's very clear that because you're so bad at what you're doing and have so little experience and no one will vouch for you, that there's no way to basically um, be expected to be paid for that now you might get paid that's fine but to expect it I don't expect after a year to playing the piano to be being paid to play at events it's just not what you expect also if you're starting a business at anything and you're very inexperienced uh, it's unlikely you're gonna get paid especially in something that's the creative arts for like graphic designs like that it's gonna take a long time a lot of grinding so that's the first thing uh, to talk about with working for free is that I look at it like any other creative um craft or trade is that it takes a long time to get good at it or to have people vouch for you and to have a network where people who do pay would trust you that sort of thing so that's that's to talk about working for free in my opinion you definitely have to and you're always gonna be working cut rate in the beginning um unless for some reason you're like walked into like the union you're working at like IATSI rates like immediately um but even then even then they do you know they're, they're doing a lot of like cut read stuff i won't talk about the union uh in this one but that's the first part about working for free and then i'll i'll talk about the next part in the next part so you work for free and you build your resume or you work for very little money and in the beginning because if you look at your career like 20 30 years the first few years of it like the first five or even 10 potentially um, at least one, let's say at least one to five years of your career it feels like a long time when you're a young person but if you consider that your career may be 20 or 30 years, one to five years is a very small percentage of it and what you're trying to do, isn't necessarily to profit and start saving tons of money. That would be great if that was possible. In my opinion, looking at a 20-30 year career, you're trying to front-load as much experience and plant as many seeds as possible. Now, that's all very painful to hear the planting seeds analogy and like blah blah blah. I just basically regurgitated some Gary V. business um, advice there, and it's all painful when you can't aff- you can barely afford to pay rent. You can't upgrade your gear. You know, you're not living like. A super sexy lifestyle but i really do think about it that way um and i think the people that last are able to live with very um low overhead and able to invest in the good career options and not also, not necessarily always in the good money options i will say that if you chase the money um too diligently like like i did you end up 100 percent in commercials you end up in corporate you end up in these things that pay great but do not Fulfill any other part of the, you know, the creative filmmaking spectrum, and that can be detrimental to your career over the long term. But I guess to start to get into your real question is when does it pay off? When do you actually start to do it? I think once you've built up um, the skills, the portfolio, and the network of people that trust you. At a certain point, you're hopefully working for companies that are making money, and those companies just expect to pay you. And I I hit this certain point in my career where they were like, I used to make $500 per music video, something like that, and I entered into the commercial world, and I told the producer that was my rate, and they were like, uh, that's really low. They're like, we're going to pay you more like $1,200. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I didn't like ask for it, I didn't fight for it, it basically just got to the point where my work people started to trust me and, and give me opportunities and they were and i started to get opportunities from companies that were usually just paying more money they were like that's not a dp rate that's like you know that's like a that's like an ac rate or a key a key rate you know like we pay way more than that and like we're not gonna like try to stiff you on this it's like you know because there are kind of industry standards and this is in new york city um five or t- like five years ago something like that in commercials so it's just sp- you know i'm not saying everyone gets this around the world it's the same but at a certain point your work starts to communicate and um, you'll start to be considered for work by people who are just used to paying these kind of industry rates in general. So that's the first time for me that we kind of I jumped into those higher rates, other than like the the self-negotiating, like trying to just like make up the rates as we go. Uh, you'll start to work for companies when your work is good enough, when your network is strong enough and people can recommend you into it that just have a structure and a great structure. And they're not going to be like, oh, well, I bet we can get it for like $500 less. And it's like, no, they, they have the line item for the DP and they're gonna pay, they're going to pay you what you're supposed to get paid for it. Now, I will say that there gets to be a point, and there are people in the world that of course are going to try to lowball you and keep the rates as low as possible. That's sort of the job of the producer, is to keep the budget under control. Everything that they can save, the better. You know, they want to come in under budget, perchance, ch- per you know? Um, but what, what happens is that hopefully you start to be able to work with certain clients that you like, and your overhead's low enough, and that you can survive without having to take the people that are trying to do that to you and I can name off the top of my head the producers and directors and clients and companies who are like that and that's fine they're just operating with lower margins they can't they don't they can't float that many jobs they can't pay that much they might be super late paying they may never pay you at all but in the beginning of your career as a job as a job and you're gonna meet people and you're working and you want to promote that image of you working you want the momentum if you get anything for your real that's always good anything that you can do in the beginning to meet people and work I say go for it and just try to try to do as much as you can now a couple years in when hopefully you're starting to make like a living wage at this you start to prioritize the jobs that pay you fairly and correctly and at a certain point you just have it. You have to stop saying, you have to start saying no to the people that aren't going to do that, right? And at that point, the working for free thing and the working for cut rates, you need to really understand is this worth it, you know? And I think a lot of DPs follow the rule. I think it's, um, there's three factors there's great creative, there's a great budget, and there's something else. And I forget what it is. I'm just kind of flying with this. Um, So basically, oh, what's the third thing? So great budget, you know, it's like if they're paying you well. Uh, if the creative is good, oh, or if the people are good, right? So if any of those two things are there, I'd say like a, like five years into your career, then you take the job, right? So if it's great people and great creative, that's probably a spec project with no budget, but that's fine, you know? Or if the money is great and the creative is great, then you do it. Or the money is great and the and the people are good, you know? But if, if it's only one of those things, meaning you're not having the other two then it's probably not worth it, right? And this is a certain, this is just a general rule and you start to build your own instincts for it. But you'll get to a certain point where you just, you you, you get a feeling for who's worth building with, right? Like, who am I going to keep building with? Who seems like they're in it for the short term? Who seems like they're not going to last? It's hard to really know that, engage that. And I've been wrong in the past about who I thought I was going to make it and who wasn't. Um, but that's when you start to turn jobs down and the working for free thing, you, see, you need to start actually, it can start to actually hurt your career. But in the beginning, Uh, you're you're looking for any opportunity you can the free jobs hopefully lead um to real paying jobs and i can tell hundreds of stories from different people and myself who that is the case because you just don't know in the beginning and budgets are low when you're a a newbie cinematographer you're going to get hired by you know new people and that's that's just how that kind of works out Okay, so Chris, specifically getting back to your uh, particular situation, I kind of went on a thing about just in general working for free and this kind of general guide to freelancing and, and networking and, and how their career works out. But you, you're on the, the up and up right now. You've, you've made some some waves. People are seeing your work. You're getting opportunities and you're traveling and you're unsure perhaps of, of what to do. And you, I think you just take the days one at a time. I feel like I'm in a similar place with how... Um, especially the social media end of my business has been going like every day I wake up to several new emails that are potential sponsored videos or speaking opportunities or things like this and I have no idea which ones to take and it's just basically one day at a time what feels right at the time what's uh, a, a reasonable step you know like there's there's projects that would be t- maybe too massive you know and it's 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 not that likely that you get stuff that's way out of your league but you know you take the jobs that, that make sense and you keep making small steps and small progress and I think the thing to consider and it's hard to do this and I have a hard time doing this now is that you you have time and it really is a bit of uh, a a marathon or a relay race or depending on how far you want to go down that analogy is that you at a certain point you want to be able to sit back and enjoy what you're doing and it's not always about the, the the end goal, like the number of followers, or the mu- amount of money you're making that year, or the amount of clients you've worked for. You know, it's good to have goals, and I'm very goal based as well. But, you know, just, just enjoy it, you know, while you're doing it. Um, the, the film industry, and it sounds like the world you're going towards, is very much a people and relationships world. It's very, the, the work has to be there, but a lot of people's work is there. It's more about the people and how you get along and how you make people feel. When you're with them, like, do, they, do you make them confident? Do you make them feel secure that the photography is going to be good? You're looking out for them, you know. You're not slacking off. You're not trying to, like, you know, get over on anybody. You know, like, you just are confident. You're there to do good work, you know, and you're there to make people feel good around you. You know, if you can make people around you feel confident um, in themselves and you as a leader, as someone who is, you know, working with people, basically, if you can do that then you're gonna do great and you can start jumping up levels much higher because so much of it isn't the work. I mean especially these days with like you know kind of the commoditization of high-end cameras and lighting. I mean there's still taste and whatnot to be considered but uh, a lot of the work of the cinematographer and the director is just being able to work with high-level creatives and to be able to have reasonable conversations and end up at a goal without the set catching on fire and making a million mistakes. You know if you can communicate that to people and people feel like Um, that you're trustworthy and that you're cool and you're gonna you're gonna execute for them and you're there for the right reasons which sounds like the bachelor head Um, that, that that's the big thing just make sure that you're taking care of the people game you know as well as taking care of, of course of the technic- the technicalities and you know, everyone can love you but if you format the cards or underexpose the footage that's not good either but you know i mean you want to spend i think equal parts on people relationships and keeping in touch with people once you meet someone follow them on the gram get the emails keep fo- you know stay in touch with everybody you can because you don't know like five years down the road who's going to be where and it sounds like you're meeting a lot of um people at this point make sure that it's A a person thing you know make sure that the the people you're meeting now that's the resource that you're getting the work the work in five years you're gonna hate that work it's gonna be lame it's not gonna be on your reel anymore but the people those people might still be in the game well cool that's gonna kind of wrap it up Chris I hope that's at all helpful and anyone else who's out there in the freelance world hopefully this is a refresher or something you've never heard or something like that and what I will say as someone who's gone from freelance now into business and into social media, that the working for free thing is like times a hundred. Cause like, guess how many YouTube videos I made before I made a dollar at YouTube or at Instagram? How many hundreds of photos and how many, honestly, hundreds of YouTube videos did I make for nothing? I didn't make a single dollar, no one paid me anything. It was all a loss. It was many hundreds before I started getting sponsored videos and now I make less free videos. I would like to make more videos, but I really do concentrate on the videos and campaigns and projects that do pay money because that's how businesses work and then same thing with my company like how many hours and days did i put into building the first cine designer and then the first I made a PDF guy. I mean, like, th- these are all at loss. These are all for free. This is all blogging for free just to build up the momentum and the trust with a community of people. This is this is years of free work. You know what I mean? Just before you can turn it into anything. And it's only been in the last few years that I've been able to make it an actual business. And that's where we've seen a big change in the YouTube comp- uh, channel and, and everything else is, is now I pretty much follow the things that do pay well that are sustaining for this company. And the brands I work with um, who respect that, who actually give budgets for sponsored videos and, and want to do things like that that are mutually beneficial so we can both, you know, run companies together. So I just wanted to put that out there as well that in the business and the freelance world, there's plenty of um, work you're doing that doesn't have ROI or results right away. But if you think about your career as 20 or 30 years, that a couple of years in the beginning front loaded it just for experience and networking and all that stuff. That's great. It's completely fine. As long as you're surviving and you're getting by and you're not building up like massive amounts of debt or anything like that, even though that's how companies kind of work, um, that is normal and it's natural. And I've done it. And I've survived it, and many people I know have done it as well. If you're able to make an amazing salary right out of the gate, that's great. Go for that. That's perfect. But if you're not, I've I've lived that life, and many of my friends still live it, and um, completely fine. So I hope you guys uh, enjoy this episode. Give Give a call in if you disagree, agree, or have a different question. We'd love to hear it. I'll talk to you guys later.